everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And I'm Sonoy. Yeah, and this week we have Sonoy or on Twitter at Mean Green Show with us on the show this week to preview the North Texas game. How are things going, Sonoy? Going pretty good, you know, sitting at one and two over here as a North Texas fan, something that you guys might be able to relate to at the current moment, but, uh, you know, just enjoying every game. We only get 12, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. How about you guys? Hey, that's a healthy way to look at things. I wish that I looked at things that way, to <laughs> I be almost, honest. I almost blurted it out, fuck you, over your optimism. <laughs> uh, and actually, I, yeah, we're both wanted to. That's yeah. right. Don't you forget it. I, I have not forgotten it the entire time since at least we've been one and two. At least we're not zero and three. They can't take that away from us. We were very close to being zero and three. One yeah. non-fumble away from being zero and three. Also, two hail mary choked field goals away from being three and zero. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how close your other games were that you lost, but uh, hopefully they weren't heartbreakers like ours. Oh, they they were heartbreakers, but in a very different <laughs> different type of different type of heartbreak. Yeah, that's right. Y'all opened up conference play last week against UAB with a forty to six loss. That oh. was at least from a score perspective over after the first quarter, and then a thirty five to twelve loss to SMU too. So I guess mm-hmm. we both got got sad. Yeah, we got a tr- we got a twin going currently. I, uh, yeah. That's correct. I remember the group chat and all of after uh, Tech lost to SMU. Evan said, you and T are losing the UAB 24 to zero at the end of the first. I cannot tonight, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I asked Nathan this on my show, but really, though, would you guys rather lose those nail biters that just you're in it all the way to the end? Because at least with us, I mean, by halftime, that, that thing was over. You know, there was no, you know, we're. You're asking a very dangerous question. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> uh, would I rather lose nail biters instead of getting. No. Honestly, at this point, I've had so many nail-biting heart. I don't remember the last time Tech won a nail-biter. Navy in the Armed Forces Bowl. uh, UAB last year. UAB last year where where the refs fucked them over, which, thank you, refs. Uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Call on the field. Stands, Matt. Stands. Yeah, it stands. I don't know, man. I don't don't like nail-biter games unless Tech wins, and that hardly ever happens. That happened twice last year, too, because Southern Miss was the yellow shirt guy. Yeah. That was their AD. I know, but I'm still calling him yellow shirt guy. Yellow shirt. Um, I, I mean, for me, I would rather the game be close the whole way because then at least you're interested the whole time, you know. And it's like it's a very different kind of heartbreak, like you kind of said, um, Sonoy, that you know your your team's just not playing well, and you're just like, uh, but I have to watch because <laughs> I'm too invested to not watch, you know. Um, oh yeah. That being said, I don't want to lose in either fashion. So no, absolutely you know. not. Uh, Let's be realistic. I mean, this have, is losing a tech and UNT we're talking about here. Like, if, we got to pick one or the other, right? <laughs> not this week. Somebody gets That's through. True. Someone's got a budge. If the game this weekend is a nail biter, I will jump into oncoming traffic. <laughs> because if we have to, what? Which road? Wait, wait. What's the speed limit on the road that you're jumping into? Seventy. I seventy. Ooh. Okay, yes. I I regret boxing you back into that corner now. <laughs> I if we earn a nail biter with UNT, then that must mean that we truly suck. No offense, well, <laughs> offense. That's a pretty <laughs> offensive statement. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I guess I could combat that with. Did you not see last week's game? What do you mean we suck? You know. I, so yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Someone so please it, say something. Anyway, to, to kick things <laughs> off here, you know, both teams do enter at one and two, but I think it feels like a pretty different one and two, as we kind of alluded to Tech's two losses were very close to, you know, teams that were favored by double digits. Um, arguably Tech should have won those games. Whereas North Texas is coming off that 40 to six um, loss to UAB last week. And then, kind of a misleading loss 35 to 12 to SMU. I, I think North Texas played better in that game than that 12 points suggests, but um, maybe, maybe you have a different perspective on that Sonoy. Yeah. So actually um, after the SMU win, obviously we don't, we don't want to celebrate too many moral victories, but we were all feeling pretty good. I mean, it was seven to six at halftime and um, you know, I mean, they, I don't even think they fully displayed it when they played you guys, but I mean, SMU has a high powered offense. I mean, Tanner Mordecai yeah. can, ball out i mean he could throw a hell mary if he needs to and hey hey whoa how do i kick somebody out we invited (laughs) yeah we invited you here sir we've invited you 40 or six times at least (laughs) (laughs) that's true um but anyway coming off of that that loss against a really good defensive performance anyway um you know at least for the first half we were feeling pretty good, and, and yeah, they obviously they did beat us by a good margin, but a lot of that was, um, you know, our defense, our offense sputtered out, or maybe had a turnover, and our defense had a short field to to work with. And obviously, I mean, being as high powered as they are, they're gonna break a a good uh, a good big play or two. It's just kind of inevitable, and that definitely happened in the second half. So, all the story is coming out coming out of that game. A lot of us were feeling pretty good. I even clowned my own self and predicted we were going to upset UAB, never making that type of prediction ever again in my life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it's coming out of SMU, you know, we're feeling pretty good. Then going into UAB, I mean, I have us going four and eight for the season. I and mean, that was my preseason prediction. And I thought we we're going to lose the UAB as well as you guys. I mean, if we're being frank, that's why I predicted it. But I thought. You know, if we were going to lose the UAB, it's not going to be 40 to six. You know, yeah. that's just that's an that's a conference game in conference. That is whatever we can dive into that more later if you guys are interested. But anyway, but that's that's the thought of of whatever the question you just asked me there. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that that SMU game that y'all had, I, I thought they got pretty lucky with some big plays. Um, y'all missed some tackles that were just like killer. I mean, you know, uh, they turned a 20 yard gain into an 80 yard touchdown, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, man, this game's a lot closer than I thought it was going to be when I was watching the extended highlights to get ready for our preview of SMU last week. But, you know, I, Tech is 12 and seven all time against North Texas. That's uh, and also five and two in Ruston. And we've won three straight games, um, you know, dating back to 2018, which we won't talk about to spare Sonoy's, uh feelings here a little bit. but. You know, I have here that this feels like a must-win game for both teams, even though it's still early in the season and it's Tech's first game in conference. But like Matt said a second ago, like if we don't beat North Texas, there's no way in hell we're going to beat UTSA or UAB, right? So it, it's pretty much a much must-win if we want to be in this conference race. Yeah, Indeed. same. Same with North Texas. Um, sorry to cut you off there, but if we if we lose to you guys, we're losing to Missouri, we're losing to Liberty, we're losing to Marshall. That's our next three. So I mm. mean. Obviously, it doesn't look good that we're going to win, but this is the our most tangible win that we can try to pull off yeah. in our next four games. So, yeah, it's someone's going to leave one and three. Oh, yeah. God. 
And one of us is going to leave two and two. Ooh, that sounds uh, so much better. That really sounds, does. Yeah. I, you said you predicted the season to go four and eight. And I've the whole time we've been doing this show and blog and everything, I didn't know you were allowed to make predictions that are less than six and six. So <laughs> it's it's a weird, it's a different place to be in where I, I think North Texas has a, has a hope to someday return to that competing for the conference title kind of way. And so if Tech loses this game, it is a all is lost kind of moment uh, for the Bulldog fans. But let's talk about uh, this team, this North Texas team specifically for a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the offense first, uh, because Tech has played so far this year in Mississippi State, Southeastern Louisiana, and SMU, three pass very heavy teams. And so yeah. it's kind of fun for the first time. We'll be playing a team that actually, you know, likes to run the ball sometimes. Yeah. So as far as North Texas, our offense goes, typically we've been, you know, our MO was kind of aired out, you know, uh, coach Luttrell likes to say T high, let it fly. Um, but you know, we, uh, this year it's been totally different. You know, our passing game has not really been the, um, you know, the, the, the factor that it has been in the past and we've been leaning significantly heavy, more heavy on the run. And uh, a lot of that's, you know, through DeAndre Torrey, who's, um, I don't have his stats pulled up, but I think he's, before our UAB game, he, I knew he might have been the number one in the nation in yards, or maybe, um, but he's, more of the story, he's he's a good running back, and he's actually our second string running back, because our first string running back got hurt towards ACL before game one. Welcome to North Texas hell. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, so yeah, we're, I mean, it's, it's odd for me to even say it, just because, again, we've been such a pass more passing oriented offense in the past and in, in recent past, but yeah, moving towards, you know, this game, I mean, it's or very realistic to think that we're going to, you know, lean into that run and try to get that going, try to get Tory going. Hopefully he's good and healthy. And, um, you know, our offensive line is pretty, pretty good. Uh, I would say it's probably a little bit better than middle of the pack as far as conference USA goes. Uh, so slightly above average. And yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the offense is going to have to, initially start through Tory. I mean, I, just, I don't have any reason to think otherwise, unfortunately. Uh, Tory has almost 400 rushing yards through three games. He's averaging 6.1 yards a carry. Yeah, yeah that's really, mm. really good. <laughs> we have definitely not faced a, a back with those kind of numbers so far this season. And I mean, I, I remember that name from years past. Who was the guy that got hurt? Oscar Attaway. And um, hmm. real quick, we had a running back, Trey Siggers, who who transferred yeah. to SMU of all He's places. He's at SMU, yeah. Yeah. He transferred there because, this is my belief anyway, he transferred there because of Oscar Attaway. Oscar Attaway was going to be, I mean, I've, he he was good. He, I mean, he was really good. And they were going to use Tory more in, as an H-back and whatever. So after losing him and we didn't have Siggers to bounce back to either because obviously he transferred out, we've, you know, it's kind of kind of sparse. So the opposite of a running back by committee kind of thing. It's a, you have this one guy and there's not a lot of death behind him because of the injuries and transfers out. Yeah. So, um, essentially we have two, a little bit younger running backs in Isaiah Johnson and Ikaiko Ragsdale, another Hawaiian name for you. Um, <laughs> so he, they're both, they both run really hard and, uh, but they haven't, I mean, not yet anyway, emerged as like a really big factor yet. Um, and they both have the potential to, but we haven't seen it yet. So yeah, it's pretty much Tory, and yeah, Tory's kind of the standalone guy right now. And he's our kick returner and punt returner. So, oh you know. god, yeah. <laughs> so he's going to be tired by the end of this season, basically. <laughs> yes. 
So what about through the air? I mean, we are well, so not used if we don't force you guys to punt. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. Give up touchdowns as a strategic advantage. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> so, I mean, what about the passing game? Because we are so used to North Texas, you know, having like Mason Fine and, you know, these this Thank air you, rate Mason attack. But <laughs> wow. But Where'd that come from? My mouth. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, tell us what's going on. Is it like a change in, you know, the offensive philosophy or is it just that you don't have those guys anymore, like at, in the receiving game or, or at quarterback? Well, I'm not sure how much I should give away the house here, but I screw it. This is go tech. Please don't die. I'm going to say what I want to say. Um, anyway. Hell yeah. Um, so, so for UAB, for example, I, we were literally out. Okay. We were out. Tommy Bush, Lorenzo Thompson, Deontay Simpson. Well, Deontay Simpson played sparingly. Um, Jair Shorter. It, we were down like literally four receivers. So like our starting four receivers were, were down. So, Part of it is Jace Reuter. I mean, he's new. I mean, he wasn't in here for spring. He's been here just a little bit. He's a North Carolina transfer. Really highly um, ranked out of high school. Him, Mordecai, and I think Austin Kendall. Or, no, Austin Kendall might have been in a different class. But he was just a little bit ranked behind Mordecai um, when they came out of that, whatever class they came out of. But, you, you know, against Northwestern State, I don't have those stats pulled up right in front of me. But he played okay. And I was, my hope was that against SMU, a much better defense than Northwestern State, I was like, if he can just play the same or slightly improve, that would be good. Um, and which he, he did improve. I mean, he still threw two picks, which he did the same thing against Northwestern State, but he passed for 366 yards and a touchdown. So the ability is there. It's just, we got to have our receivers there. He's, I mean, he's still kind of learning on the job, I guess. It's got to sync up. But I guess so is Austin Kendall. Uh, and he's doing pretty good at it. But um, so, yeah, I think it's just a mixture of a quarterback getting used to the system and receivers just kind of being without, you know, our go-to receivers. And obviously when you lose a guy like Jalen Darden, then, yeah, you know. So it is Shorter and all those other guys you mentioned, are they going to be back this week, do you think? You know, our coach doesn't like to say anything about anything. I and, noticed they're uh, all on the death chart. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we'll put everybody on the we'll put we'll put Mason Fine on the depth chart. There's <laughs> like, I mean, if you you should really go listen to some of Coach Latrell's uh, media stuff. It, it it's it's worth it's worth the click. It's you'll get a good chuckle out of it, and we kind of tease him about it. But uh, yeah, so I I don't know. I truly don't know. I don't know. It messes up my betting, but um, <laughs> I I couldn't tell you. I mean. You know, Bush won't play. I can tell you that. I mean, but um, but other than that, I really I I don't know. It looks like from from the stat page here, I'm looking at Roderick Burns has 20 catches for 276 yards. Yeah. Um, so I guess he's kind of stepped up and been the guy with all these other guys out. But I mean, if you only yeah. have one guy, like how successful can you really be through the air? Exactly. And Roderick Burns just got put on scholarship like four or five days ago. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he's a walk on guy who just is just balling out, obviously, this year. So they're like, OK, we're going to scholarship you. Um, and man, I thought he was a one game fluke against Northwestern State, but he did the same thing against SMU. Uh, UAB, not so much. We, we, need, I, we didn't even have 100 yards passing, but he was our leading receiver. Oh, my in God. Yards. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm a fan of him. I mean, he's. You know, he's a grinder, obviously. I mean, he'll walk on. He's outperforming. But I still, I mean, 
I don't think he's a, you know, a, a sensational talent per se. I mean, I think we have guys that might be more talented. He's just more productive. Um, and, and again, I'm a big fan of him. That's not a knock on him, but that's just kind of the facts of the matter. And, you know, in my opinion, but yeah. Yeah. And one other thing to note, I think here on offense, before we move over to the defensive side of the ball, and it's that there's a little bit of contrast on the, the offensive stat sheet between what you would think two things that kind of go together because North Texas so far this year has put up a lot of yards. They're averaging 417 yards per game. That's 62nd best in the country, but they've only scored less than 21 points per game, which is 109th. Uh, where, where do you think that disconnect is happening? Why, why can't they turn the yards into points? I think there was a big disconnect from the standpoint of, I think we thought initially that it didn't matter about the points. It just mattered about the yards. And we were just trying to out yard everybody. And we, we really did well there. Um, but now that we know that it's points that, you know, the fans and everybody wants and cares about, I think we're just going to switch it up. Um, but <laughs> no, in a little bit more serious matter, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I mean, like everybody, like all my friends that, you know, they're, they're not even North Texas fans, but they're just college football, you, you know, nerds or if you will, they're like, how does that make sense? And they're, you know, quarterback guys, you know, offense guy. I mean, they're in the coaching world and they're like, what's going on? I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. Like I, I just, just kick field goals. I mean, just literally, okay. We're like, just kick the field goal. Like if, if we're not going to score, just kick the, just kick the freaking field goal on second down, throw them off. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I really, I have no idea. Cause like I, I looked into this a little bit myself. I realize I'm the one that asked you the question, but uh, when writing for a blue tech blue piece this week, I was looking into that red sco- red zone scoring and like against SMU, y'all had uh, five trips to the red zones, uh, two ended in field goals, but two were in fourth down stops and another that ended in interception. And then UAB, you only got across the 20 yard line once um, or a play that started within that 20 yard line. And that drive ended in a fourth down stop. Uh, just it, it's interesting to me because I would think the teams that are better at running the ball would be the ones that are good in those short yardage pick up that fourth and two inside the 20 kind of teams. But that just hasn't been true so far this year for North Texas. Definitely has not been. So, yeah, let's switch over to the defense, because I don't think I know almost anything about the North Texas defense at this point in the season. From your perspective, how does that defense match up with others that you've seen in the past? Well, I mean... After SMU, I was riding high on the defense. And I'm not saying I'm not either, but obviously we gave up 40 points to UAB. I'm not trying to total, not trying to take a total crap on the offense, but it was, there was, you know, I mean, Jace Reuter's first play was a pick like inside the, the 20, I think. And so they definitely weren't helped out. Um, do I think they, do I think they are as strong as I initially thought they were after SMU? No, but. I do think they're heavily improved. We have Phil Bennett as our DC this year. He came out of retirement probably just for Seth Luttrell because he was a coach at OU when Seth Luttrell was a player. He was a former head coach of SMU. He was a DC, I believe, at Baylor, Arizona. I mean, he's he's been to some you know high name spots and had some some success at at, at really higher levels. And it seems like he does have this defense going in the right direction, you know, just, you know, even though we lost 40 to six and we have players, I mean, it's not a lack of talent. Uh, obviously I wish we could get more of this North Texas talent that's in our backyard, but you know, we have talented players and our defensive line is probably our strong suit with, um, Dion Noville, 
in in the middle there. Um, and the other defensive tackle um, kind of they they rotate that out between a few of Enoch Jackson and um, Calvin Hutchins, I believe, and a few others. And then on the ends, uh, we have the Murphy twins, who are oh, they're they're pretty good. Uh, they're pretty um, l. Um, they they definitely put pressure on the on the passer. Um, and can collapse the pocket and whatnot. And then our linebackers, um, he probably are our weakest spot of the defense. They're just probably the 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 least sizzle. And our DBs, pretty solid. Um, we've we've kind of got, um, you know, we won't really get into it now. But probably one of our better DBs, Upton Stout, has kind of been not really playing too much. Um, but whatever, that's. But our our DBs are are pretty solid. But I, our D our D line is our strong suit. I would say our weak suit, for lack of a better term, is our linebackers. And then um, our DBs are they're they're solid. Yeah, I think that matches a lot of what I think we'd we'd expect. I mean, defensive backs I think are going to be the biggest thing that Tech will want to attack in this game. See see how Austin Kendall and the Tech receiving corner are able to to try to go over the top like we have the past few weeks. Um, with some big plays and see if that ends up happening or not. I'm I'm kind of curious how these teams match up. Uh, and I guess we won't have to wait too long to see because this game is this weekend. Um, but uh, let's go ahead. And one of the things that we do every week is uh, pick a player to watch. We'll pick a player on the North Texas or whatever team we're playing that week. And we'll say, hey, we think this guy's either going to go off or this guy's been really good the past few weeks. Keep your eye on him. How about Evan? Do you have a player to watch to start off with? Yeah, I, I mentioned him earlier, uh, Roderick Burns, the wide receiver, because we're not really sure if those other guys are going to play. And just looking at his stat line, yeah, last week he didn't have a great week, but against SMU, who we just played, so we kind of know what they are um, defensively, he put up 12 catches for 141 yards. Um, so just that production alone is enough to scare me because I think our defense is fairly comparable i mean we pretty much scored the same amount of points against smu than as they scored against us so uh i'm going with burns matt do you have anybody tory's playing right yeah oh yeah Yeah. that's that's my guy i mean off stats alone he's not very tall he's about five seven he weighs almost 200 pounds he's got that maurice jones drew build uh that that's my guy to keep an eye on yeah this one's tough for me i think especially because of all the depth out at receiver so I'll, again, go with the easy pick. I pick Jace Rudder. Because what stands out to me is that three touchdowns to five interceptions line, which is not ideal. Um, but like you were saying earlier, he has been learning the system as he goes and probably with receivers, at least hopefully for North Texas, I'm sure you're hoping they come back, uh, have better targets out there to be able to kind of knock down that interception figure. But Tech has been pretty good at, at intercepting balls these past few years. So I'm kind of curious to see how that matchup goes. And then Sonoy, do you have somebody? Yeah. So I was going to say Roderick Burns and then I was going to say Jace Reuter, but you know, we'll just, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you, uh, you know, I know you're asking for one, but I'll give you three. I'm just going to go with our D line and our strong suits on the D line and Dion Noville and the Murphy twins. I think um, they're going to be one to watch. I think they're, you know, hoping anyway, that they're going to be very disruptive to what you guys are trying to do. Um, whether that be in the past game and hopefully the run game. We haven't really been good on the run defense, so I don't know. But hopefully in the past game we can get back there and cause a little havoc and, you know, maybe see how see how well Austin Kendall's left arm is feeling. <laughs> yeah, 
hopefully pretty good. But I mean, again, this is the tech side of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of curious now too. wait, y'all have brothers on your defensive front seven. We have brothers in our defensive front seven. Are they twins? There's, no, they're not, they're twins. not twins. And one oh, of we, them, we win by default. Then. One, of them, <laughs> one of them is out too. He, he got hurt, unfortunately, in the last series last week. And I think he's going to be out for a little while. Well, luckily they're not twins because then they would feel each other's pain. You're, you're right. right. I have brothers who are twins, and that is not accurate. I also have I brothers who are twins. That is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I also have brothers who are twins, and it's not accurate. I agree, Matt. Both of you liars. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, annoying on this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so enough about the players. Let's talk about the predictions. ESPN FPI gives Tech a 78% chance to win, Massey gives Tech a 66% chance to win, a 35 to 28 Bulldog victory predicted. And Vegas favors Tech by 12 with an over-under of 64 and a half. So Jesus that's about Christ. a predicted score of 38 to 26. It's fun to be on this side of the prediction where they're predicting Tech to win, but how do we think things will go? Mud Dogs are going to win 30 to 27. It's a quote from the, the film Waterboy starring Adam Sandler. Is that your actual prediction? Or are you just going to watch the Waterboy while, while the Tech game is happening? Sometimes I feel like uh, I'd rather be doing that than watching a Tech game. Uh, Tech's going to win this game. Now that I've said that, they won't. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tech's, I also said Tech was going to win against... Uh, now I said we we're going to lose badly to SMU. I need to quit predicting us to lose badly, because every time I say we're going to lose badly, we barely lose. Tech's going to I mean, win this it, game. It hurt badly, if that makes you feel better ah, about your okay. prediction. Thanks, um. Jesus. Um, <laughs> tech will win this game. Uh, eh, let's say... I I think 38 to 17 sounds good. Dang. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I also think tech is going to win this game. Um, I'm really interested to see two things, um, both revolving around uh, the run game. You know, how is our run defense, which hasn't really been tested, going to fare against a pretty good attack from North Texas. And then, you know, North Texas's run defense isn't great either. Um, you know, they're, they're 113th in the country, uh, allowing over 200 yards per game. So, I, I mean, can Tech get anything established on the ground um, as well? And I think that'll really help open up, you know, open up the the passing lanes for Austin Kendall and, you know, get some of those plays to Troy Harris over the top like we really want to. But I think, um, Matt, you said 38 to 17. Yeah. I don't know. Our defense has given up an awful lot of yards. I'm going to say 41 to 27. I think I think North Texas will score more points this week than they have in the past two, but um, ultimately Tech's offense will be able to put up enough points to to keep it not as interesting as our last three games, please. Pain. Yeah, I think that Tech jumps on top early, maybe just fueled by that anger after losing that SMU game. Uh, I think at the Midway through the second quarter, it's like 20 to 3 tech. But then I think that North Texas starts to make a comeback and starts to control some possessions, and tech goes three and out a couple times, and it turns into 23 to 17. Uh, North Texas scores a touchdown with two minutes left to put them up uh, what? 24 to 23. Why would you do this? And then tech scores the field goal to win it 26 23. 26 24. The fact you think it's going to be that close is hilarious. Dude. You do you realize what you did for the Mississippi State game, Nathan? Yeah, you called exactly what happened that we were going to miss a field goal to lose, and I, we're making a field goal to win. 
We'll All be right. two and two after this week. Okay. Well, I, I don't like your prediction. I'll just be on the record about <laughs> I just I don't I don't like that you think that's what's gonna happen. So no, what what do you got? What do you think? Louisiana Tech winning forty five to seventeen, nothing Good less, Lord. nothing more. You can take Oof. that to the bank. Wow. That's brutal. I mean, Matt and I were both I was like, man, Matt Matt's prediction sounds like a too big of a win. And then I'm like, I'm picking us to win by 14. That sounds like a lot. And you're just coming out saying, nah, we don't have a chance. We're just going to get defecated upon. That's right. Maybe I'm doing a little reverse psychology because I, again, predicted a UAB upset last week. So, hey. you know, maybe I, uh, my predictions won't come true. Maybe that's the ticket. We Fuck all know you, that baby. North Texas's motivation comes from the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. So I'm sure <laughs> that they're listening and will take your words to heart and, uh, and come out and, and beat the crap out of us. I agree 100%. How do you put up a snippet of a podcast up on the bulletin board? Yeah, so one last thing to do before we wrap up, and that is the Tweet of the Week. Evan, what is the Tweet of the Week this week? Yeah, so there were some really good ones because tech lost in heartbreaking fashion, which brings out the best in our creativity as tech Twitter, I guess. But um, we got it. We got to give it to Jeremy. Um, of course, <laughs> he, he of course. tweeted. My God, was, I thought mine was pretty good. Wait, what was yours? Let, mine, let me, mine let me see just, yours. Let's snatch it from Jeremy here at the last second. Uh, mine was that retrospective collage uh, of all six. Oh, that of was us. good. Uh, reacting to the loss. <laughs> so uh, Jeremy's was great. And we're going to have to contextualize this for. So uh, Jeremy tweeted after tech lost, he, he tweeted, why God does this stuff keep happening to us? Is it because <laughs> we built an eighth L jar? <laughs> and uh, I mean, that really has a, a, a demographic, you know, of people who have ever been to Rustin, but it was very good. Um, ba- basically there's a, a Me- there was a Mexican restaurant called El Jarito in Ruston. Which is Spanish for? The Jarito. I guess. It's, it's Spanish for the, the little jar. The little jar, yeah. Any Anyway, they keep building more. And I, I don't know if you've... Yeah, you have been to Ruston. You told us earlier that you've been yeah. in 2007. But Ruston's a very small town. And there are quite literally, I think, four of these El Jar. We call four it El Jar. to five now. Pretty sure it's five. And they keep building new ones and like closing old ones, but building a new one. And it's just very strange. We don't understand it. And so I I think that maybe, you know, the football gods are punishing us for having too many of this same, you know, Mexican restaurant. But yeah, so before we actually finish the show, uh, Sonoy, where can we find you on Twitter or elsewhere? Yeah, so on Twitter, it's just pretty simple. It's my name, Sonoy Valente, and the little at thing, the little handle is at Mean Green Show, as well as on YouTube. It's just the Mean Green Show, and I talk a lot about North Texas football as well as G5 football um, and a heavy emphasis on Conference USA football for as long as we have Conference USA. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, if you guys are, if you're a fan of any of that, consider checking out the YouTube channel and hitting that subscribe button. Yeah, you should. I'm on the latest episode, or I will be by the time this comes out, I think, on the latest episode of your show. So for selfish reasons, you should go check that out. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but that about wraps it up for the GoTech Please on Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our website where we have blog posts up every now and then. But also we have the contest in the store. Evan, how's the contest look right now? 
Well, the new one is out by the time this episode comes out, so go check that out, gtpdd.dog slash contest. You know, I still haven't decided, you know, how exactly I'm doing prizes and stuff, but, you know, just got to keep the mystery up for a little bit longer. So um, also go do the pick'em, gtpdd.dog slash pick'em. You get to pick all 12 of Conference USA's games this week. Um, and you get to bet up to five points on one of those games, except for the Bama, uh, USM game. You can't choose that one because come on. You just fucking wait, bud. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are going to be mad at you when UAB upsets Alabama. Well, UAB's not even playing Alabama. So that, that would, would be, be incredible. Surprising <laughs> in yeah. Southern Miss. I realized halfway through that sentence, I didn't remember which thing you had blocked. <laughs> yeah, and I was it. just hoping I had enough confidence to carry over and that nobody would doubt me. I want to check an ectoplasm count on John if that happens. But yeah, so one of the things that may end up being one of the rewards for one of those contests is a piece of merch. But if you can't wait that long or you're just not doing too well in either of those things, go ahead and head over to the GoTech Please Don't Die shop at gtpdd.dogslashshop where we have the September show of the month still up for another couple of weeks. And it uh, shows the logo of the Louisiana Industrial Institute, what Louisiana Tech used to be. And the logo that was used on the 1910 football uniforms. I own that this on a shirt. shirt. I own this shirt, and it is wonderful. It's a great shirt. Or pick up some of the other GTPDD merch there on the store. Again, that's gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. I'm Sonoy. And go tech. Please don't die. The football gods are punishing us for having too many of the same, you know, Mexican restaurant. It's not even good. Hey. All right. <laughs> and we just lost a GoTech, please, on type potential sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> not a sponsor, Eljar, but I guess can't be because Matt doesn't approve of their product. Well, it's just it's just shit food. And uh, <laughs> God, I went to, well, it's it fine. Is. It's decidedly fine. Well, you we live in a her. large city and have a, have a Colombian wife. So you live in Dallas, fucking Texas. I know. You look, am I look? Am I ever going to go to Eljar again? No, because I have good Mexican food in Dallas. I would, okay? rather, <laughs> eat the, I would rather I would rather eat the ass out of a dead rhinoceros eat at El Dorito. <laughs>